Welcome to Political Contessa. I'm Jennifer Nassor, and this show is here to support your interests in center-right politics, policy, and breaking news. Listen in and discover how to awaken your inner ideal candidate. And if you're ready, how you can jump in and change the world as a runner or a supporter. Welcome to Political Contessa. If you or a friend have ever considered running or you know a woman who should, I've got something just for you. My quick guide called Secrets from the Campaign Trail. It will show you five signs to tell you you're ready to enter the political arena. To get these tips and learn about all new podcast episodes and ways to get involved, head over to politicalcontessa.com. Welcome to this episode of Political Contessa. There is just so much going on in the world, right? I feel like, you know, that emoji that comes up and it's upside down. I feel like that sometimes, right? Like the entire world has gone on its head. So I went to a soul cycle class the other day and it was the first one I had gone to in a really long time, like mm, over two years. So in Massachusetts, especially in Boston, masks were mandated until just recently. And as a former gym rat, I used to love going and taking different classes and going to the gym. However, that stopped with the with COVID and then having to wear a mask because I feel like that is the opposite of what I'm trying to do, which is be healthy working out, not healthy to wear a mask and breathe in my own disgusting breath. So I go to Soul Cycle and I'm on the bike. And if you've never been to a Soul Cycle class before, they toward the end they turn out the lights. And some people cry, some people sit and watch other people cry as they're riding their bikes. Other people just ride their bikes and they're in their own head thinking about whatever it is and going on. And as I'm riding, and I was so feel so privileged to be able to be riding next to one of my daughters, I was thinking about the last month at Soul Cycle and meeting all my friends there after we dropped our kids off at school and before heading to work. And everything that has transpired over the past two years. And then I left and I'm listening to the news in the car and you hear about Ukraine and you hear about fear being bombed and 300 people dying there, hospital being bombed, mothers you know, leaving their babies in the hospital so that way they might have a chance at surviving, you know, Russian troops kicking bodies into trenches. You hear all the horror and your heart bleeds, and you feel so terrible for all those people who had to leave their homes and their communities in the Ukraine and just pray for Zelensky to keep up his fight and his leadership and for all the good people in the Ukraine. And then you come back to the US. And this is the thing that has me this week is, well, not just this week, for the past while since I heard about this story, but it's the story of Leah Thomas, who is the, the swimmer, the transgender swimmer. Now, I want to preface this by, by saying this, this, what I'm talking about by saying this. I have no problem with transgender, transgender people. If you would like to change your gender, I think that is totally up to you. 
if you want to get, you know, pierce your face, if you want to get tattoos all over, if you want to grow your hair long, if you want to cut all your hair off, though, maybe, you know, you might have other issues. <laughs> if you want to, which I'll get it to at a different time, whatever, whatever the, the, whatever you want to do, you do you. And as, as long as it doesn't affect anyone else's life, I think is my point. So Leah Thomas is, was born as a, as a boy and went through puberty as a boy. And then in college, if I have all of my facts straight from reading this all the time, in college, decided to start changing genders. Again, appreciation for how difficult it must be to make that decision and for her to have made that decision on her own as an adult and people knowing you one way, I, a lot of credit because it's very difficult for many of us to change our hairstyles, let alone do that. Right. So I give her credit. However, she is six foot two and I'll just use me as a comparison. I'm five foot four. So if I'm against a six foot two person, whether you're male or female, your wingspan is bigger. Your shoulders are broader. Your hands are bigger. Your feet are bigger your legs are longer. <laughs> so you're going to run faster. You're going to swim faster. You probably could hit a tennis racket, hit a tennis ball a lot harder than me because of how you can hold the racket and how you could swing it. You're definitely going to be scary if I'm going against you on a soccer field. And so my problem is not the issue of the transition at all. My problem is an issue more of one, being a mom of all daughters that are athletes and seeing how competitive sports are for kids today, that kids start playing sports when they're two. They are going down a ski slope at three. They are playing lacrosse at five. They're on the soccer field at two. They are swimming in the pool at one. You know, the second everyone starts to walk now, parents are out there. And it's not just that they're doing these things. Everyone, you know, you get to a level and you have a coach, you have a personal coach, you're on a team, you're on four teams. Your parent, you know, it's a lot of running around with our kids. And we invest all this time and energy. And especially having girls, we teach them to be courageous and independent and think for themselves. And hey, go ahead and grab the world by the balls, right? But now we have biological men who are competing against us. And I'm sorry, you can't change biology. You could take hormones, hormone therapy that changes your hormones, but it doesn't change how God created you. And it's unfortunate for those young women who are trying to compete for college scholarships that really need that money to go to school and really want to play sports in college. It's unfortunate for the young woman who wants to compete for an Olympic team and now gets bounced out because it's only the best of the best. And we're seeing that change. It's unfortunate for the young woman who is an athlete and wants to get a sponsorship and that sponsorship may go to someone else. And so that's where it is not upsetting, but concerning. And I feel like we all should be concerned. It's, it's not a, I don't think it's a political issue. Yes, I'm on the right, but I consider myself a conscientious Republican who doesn't have any, I'm a libertarian when it comes to my social views. I also have a problem with it because we have Title IX that was introduced in 1972. 
And Title IX prohibits sex discrimination in any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. And now Title IX is being changed to include transgender rights. And so I wonder, and my question is, what would the infamous REG think? What what does Sandra Day O'Connor think? What does Billie Jean King think? And so we now have taken what women have worked so hard to do over more than a hundred years from the implementation of women having the right to vote, from the women who starved themselves, they went on hunger strikes, they were imprisoned, they were beaten because they wanted to have the right to vote. Women who wanted to have the right to own property, women who wanted to have the right to have a career, all those women that took over jobs during World War II that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to get into the workforce, but they did because the men were overseas. All those women who weren't allowed in medical school and law school until pretty far into, and if you know the stories of Sandra Day O'Connor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, pretty far into the 20th century before they were even admitted into law schools and medical schools. How about the number of female CEOs around the country? We need to beef up that. And I'm talking corporate CEOs. How about the number of women on corporate boards? That would be the boards that you actually get paid to be on, not the unpaid volunteer ones. Women serve on a lot of those. And so I feel as though the world has turned on its head. And for some reason, women are once again at the very bottom of the totem pole. And that is because we as a society are allowing a very small percentage of the population to define policy and law instead of having rational discussions. And these aren't discussions that are rooted in political ideology. They should be discussions that are rooted in history and not throw out history on its head because sometimes history is good. Like in this case, to go back and to watch how hard women worked to get rights. And now we are taking them away in one felt swoop because folks want to compete as women, which fine, you can compete, but I don't know why we have to have biological men competing against women in sports, compete with the men. You can be a woman for every other purpose. How about if a transgender female is competing against a biological female for a job that both are equally, equally qualified for, and that doesn't go to the biological women. Women. We are just setting women back so far. And as a mom of girls, I want to give them every single opportunity that they could possibly have to have all of the world on a silver platter for them to go after it, to be able to be well-educated, well-read, have opportunities. And they'd probably kill me if they heard me, (laughs) if they heard this podcast and be so embarrassed, but it's my job as their mother to protect them. And I feel like we need more female voices out there that are talking about subjects like this that are really, really tough topics However, putting it in a different perspective and hopefully my voice as a mom and as someone who did have to struggle in those days in the nineties where you come out of college and you know, you're, they want you to take a typing test in order to get a job. You know, I want those days to be gone and I don't want women to be relegated 
to to being in positions that men thought we should be in back 100 years ago or 50 years ago. I want us always to have opportunities. And I think that in order to have that, we have to have really serious conversations about what loopholes end up, how one little loophole or one little glitch in the system ends up impacting all of us. So keep fighting, get educated, have a conversation, talk to your friends about things that are tough to talk about, but we need to discuss them because we can't make the world a better place if we just sit on our hands and watch TV and just nod at the TV screen. We actually have to have these conversations. Stay happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much for listening to Political Contessa. For all the ways to listen and to get the inside scoop on what's happening in center-right politics for women like us, head over to politicalcontessa.com.